This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Fantasy Football Today DFS. My name is Sia Najad. That is Meg Schaub. Uh, Meg, I got to issue an apology to everybody first because I made the FFT DFS contest winner take all last week, and there were quite a few people that weren't super happy with me, especially people who finished in the top five, which, you know, there was certainly some money attached to that. So I just want to go ahead and issue that apology to everybody. I, um, I kind of messed up, and that happens. I've already set the contest for this week. So just so you know, it's top 20 get paid. But there was one person in particular, I wrote his name <laughs> down. We'll look at his lineup at the, at the end. He's thanking me right now. Game changer, Nick. Uh, certainly a game changer first place lineup because he won almost $1,000. Um, Meg, do you accept my apology? I accept your apology. Nick accepts your apology. Nick has got to be super happy with the way that worked out. And I'm sure there are, everybody else totally understands and will be ready for week uh, nine. Yeah, I mean, I certainly feel bad about that. But we move on. Hopefully, those people who finished inside the top 20, hopefully they can do it again and, and win some money. I mean, good news is you only lost out on five bucks. But listen, five bucks is a lot of money. Like, I, I totally get it. You want some reward for that if you finish second or third place and you didn't get it this week. Completely my bad. Uh, but let's talk about week nine. So first of all, we, we are going to recap one of my lineups at the end of the show. We're going to re recap uh, Game Changer Nick's lineup, um, a very good lineup there. Uh, again, the FFT DFS link, it's already live for week nine. So it'll probably be in the chat later. But of course, it'll be attached to the YouTube description, the podcast description. I know that's how most of you sign up. So please make sure you sign up for that. Uh, Meg, before we get to some of the higher totals, which there aren't many of them, uh, let's talk about week nine buys. The Broncos, the Lions, the Jags and 49ers are not playing. And by the way, Part of the reason we don't have a lot of points on this slate is, well, one is because teams like the Niners aren't playing, the Jags who have been playing well, the Lions, but also Miami KC is in Germany. Uh -huh. So this is just one of those things where that's not on the main slate either. That's a 9.30 a.m. Sunday start. So, Meg, when we're looking at the higher totals, I want your reaction to this because there aren't any. Like we have the Colts Panthers. That's kind of like 44. Let's monitor Jonathan Taylor's ankle there. Uh, Cowboys Eagles. That's the one which is going to probably end up touching 47. It's around 46 and a half right now. Uh, Seahawks Ravens. That's 42 and a half. Maybe that touches 43. Everything else is like 40 or below. Uh, does that make you sort of happy going into this 10 game slate or kind of feeling like uh, you don't know what to do? 
Usually I don't mind slates like this um, yeah. because, you know, I feel like it doesn't pressure you to go just in one direction, though. Obviously, the Eagles Cowboys game does stand out. So it is kind of wild that the two highest total games on Sunday are in the morning and the night, you know, the nightcap with um, Bengals um, Bills. So it's very interesting that, yeah, our main slate is a bunch of totals in the 30s and 40s. But I do think that gives us permission to kind of get unique. And I, I do tend to like slates like that. Yeah, I'll tell you, I'm most comfortable with these. You know, when I feel like, and that's this is part of the reason I play afternoon and early slates um, mm -hmm. as well, is because sometimes you'll have like a 13 game slate and there's like one or two games that really stick out and you feel like you have to get pieces of those games. Mm -hmm. Even when you don't stack them, you feel like you have to get pieces. That's just not the case here. I mean, yeah, it is to some degree with Cowboys Eagles, but listen, we could see that game coming under the total there. You know, we could see maybe a hobbled, hobbled Jalen Hurts in a, in a DeAndre Swift game, a, a Kenny Gainwell mm -hmm. game if he's not texting at halftime. Like th there's a lot of avenues where that doesn't necessarily like hit the over. And even if it does, there's plenty of games that are in the low 40s that could, that could touch 47, that could touch 50. So I think this is a game where you could really get interesting, you could really get different and just go with your gut and not necessarily like follow the crowd. Um, right. So let's start with QBs. Nada, let's bring up the QBs. Um, there's only a handful that I like here. I mean, I think we're going to end up going through the QB position quicker than normal. It's the top of the board that I think most people are going to be very intrigued by. Uh, we've got Lamar Jackson at 8,200. That makes a lot of sense at home against Seattle. I feel like his splits at home are going to be different than what we're going to see on the road. And we kind of witnessed that last week at Arizona. Jalen Hurts at home against Dallas, like can't argue with that. Uh, not Injury or not. Dak Prescott down there at 6,500. That one makes a lot of sense to me. That's sort of where I'm at at the top of the board. There's some quarterbacks we'll discuss sort of lower, but of those three, I think that's where most of the ownership is going to go. Right. With, with, I would say, a good majority being in that hurts Dak Prescott range because they just want to stack that game, and I totally get that. Um, is that your favorite three at the top, and is there one that sticks out in particular? Those are my favorite three at the top. Yep. But like you said, I think it's going to be everybody's favorite three. So um, because the reasons are all there. Right. So mm -hmm. um, I think I'm going to lean into Dak the most out of them just because I did that last week. It worked. I think he could be um, out of the three of them playing, potentially playing from a, a negative game script and having to you know, force to throw maybe a little mm -hmm. bit more. And he's looked good the last two weeks. So those are my favorite three, though. Yeah, and if you look at the price break, I mean, listen, Jalen Hurts is great. He's a he's a better play, you know, just if we're not considering price than than Dak Prescott. I think that's pretty clear. Unless this knee injury is like a real thing, we'll wait we'll to see on practice reports. And you know, listen, the practice reports aren't going to be super revealing. I, I know when it comes to to quarterbacks, like usually they'll just be like, "It's fine. It's not a big deal." When you kind of know it is, because they don't want the defensive defenses to key in on a quarterback injury, but. $1,500 is a lot. That's a big difference. So, I mean, you can have a Dak stack, you know, double stack it with, let's say, a Jake Ferguson and CeeDee Lamb, which a lot of people that watch this show did. Or maybe they, they throw in Gallup or even Brandon Cooks, who doesn't get a lot of targets, but tends to do a lot with them in, in some of these big shootout games. And you run it back with one or two, you know, A.J. Brown. Run it back with Devontae Smith if you want to get tricky. Like, uh, I don't know that I'd play like Dallas Goddard. Maybe you throw in DeAndre Swift. There. There's so many things you can do, but it allows you to do so much more with Dak Prescott than, than it does Jalen Hurts. So um, I, I think Dak is my favorite play, too. As we go down the board, like kind of really go down the board here and we stop at like Derek Carr. I, I at least think he's interesting. You know, we know he's not the greatest quarterback, but he's home against Chicago. And if Chicago can push New Orleans at all, I think guys like Rashid Shahid, Chris Olave, um, 
Obviously, Alvin Kamara is going to be really popular at the running back position. I think that's a stack that's in play. Gardner Minshew, as we go down here, Meg, at 5,200. It's hard to argue with that, the way these Indianapolis games have been going. And we know the Carolina defense isn't super formidable. So at 5,200, that makes sense. Bryce Young, I wasn't really intrigued by what they did coming off the bye, but maybe it'll be a little bit better for Bryce Young. I would just probably defer to Minshew there. But I, I do have to bring up the Heineke-Ritter thing. I, I don't mm-hmm. exactly know who the starter is going to be, but if it's – I mean, if it's either of them, I still think it's a good price. I think Heineke is really interesting. And then the P.J. Walker, these are all sub-5K guys. But of, of that group, is there anybody else that you like? And, you know, again, Minshew sticks out to me. The Atlanta Falcons quarterback sticks out to me. Nothing else really other than maybe Derek Carr. Any of those uh, suiting your fancy, if you will? I'm in line with you. It's for me, it's Minshew. You know, he's a gunslinger and and that's what we love about him. And, you know, who also is a gunslinger? We know I've got the T-shirt behind me, um, the legend of Taylor Heineke. If he does play, I'd be interested in Heineke. He <laughs> plays a lot like Minshew, right? You know, just yeah. like, you know, very feisty gunslinger he may throw a kind of full interceptions but he's gonna kind of keep the 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 team in the game and um usually can put up some fantasy points as well so i would be interested in heineke if he plays and Minshew there and i'll add one more and washington look out washington homer take but washington is passing at an an absolute very high rate over expectation even in neutral game script it, it blows my mind because I used to complain last year as a fan, we're running the ball too much now. I'm like, oh, maybe we might want to run the ball a little bit more. It, yeah. They are passing at a very high clip. And so um, against the Patriots, you know, no matter what the game script is for Washington, Hal's going to drop back a lot. So I think he's in play and we've seen him use his legs as well. So I think Hal's in play too. Yeah, and as far as Derek Carr is concerned, I do want to point out that that's a dome environment. This time of year, we do have to look at wind and rain and possible snow. And we see across the board that there's there's a ch- at least a chance of showers in a lot of places. I don't think they're really going to come to fruition necessarily. I'm not seeing any like prohibitive winds, anything that's looking, again, it's early, but anything that's looking like you know, terrible wind or, or, you know, extremely low uh, degrees, you know, everything looks pretty moderate, but I just want to point out game conditions. It's something you're going to want to look at. And when I bring up Derek Carr, uh, I'm, I'm certainly bringing uh, those game conditions uh, into play there. Uh, Sam Howell. Yeah, you're right about Washington. That is, that is very interesting. And it's largely because the running game's like extremely ineffective, right? I mean, it's just like Brian Robinson, Rodriguez, Antonio Gibson, not necessarily getting the job done. Uh, let's move over to running back. By the way, we have Cinder in here. He says, Jordan Love bounce back. Um, no, Jordan Love's not a very good NFL quarterback. I mean, he's he's a starter in the NFL, so I'm not trying to be super disrespectful, but I don't think he I don't think he deserves to be. Uh, Meg, you have any opinion on Jordan Love? I'm I'm in line with you again. See, I know it's boring. We're not having any debate, but I'm in line there too. I just have not been impressed. He had those two first very efficient games and then it has not really been pretty since. And I'm not looking, I like other guys in that range who we just talked about a lot more. Absolutely. I mean, listen, I wasn't impressed with Jordan Love at Utah state. He had one (laughs) decent year and then his last year wasn't very good at all. And I've watched a lot of those games. I just, I never thought he was a very good uh, quarterback in general, but hopefully he bounces back for his sake. Uh, Let's talk about running back. I mean, obviously Alvin Kamara at 8,100 makes a lot of sense. It's expensive, but honestly not too expensive. We talked on the game by game preview that Alvin Kamara needs to be 8k and above. And finally he's priced in that range a really good matchup against Chicago. Uh, it's just, it, it feels like a no brainer in cash to try to get Kamara in your lineup. And frankly, 
there's so many discount pieces, I think, this week, especially at the receiver position with a lot of the high-flying receivers on a buy or out. You know, Christian McCaffrey, you don't have to pay up for him. It's very easy to get Alvin Kamara in your lineup. So if you want to fade him in tournaments, that makes sense. But if you want to play him in cash, um, I think I think he's going to be a cash game staple for me. Uh, Saquon Barkley makes sense to me. In, in, uh, listen, I know the Giants – Offense is pretty incompetent, but Daniel Jones will be back, and they're just going to feed Saquon Barkley. He's going to get a ton of touches. It's absolutely a must-win for the Giants, obviously. Um, I think we have to monitor the Jonathan Taylor-Zach Moss situation. Jonathan Taylor appeared to – he was in the game in the second half last week, but it appeared that he had some sort of ankle issue. So, I mean, it's something we really need to monitor. And then when we get to the cheapies, I mean, Ramondre, I could see myself maybe considering him. Jerome Ford, Kareem Hunt – I'd probably be on the Ford side of that. We've got Darrell Henderson, Chuba Hubbard. Listen, he he is like it, the, the greater than sign. Like Chuba Hubbard, greater than Miles Sanders. Like that's just that's just the way it is right now. They, he is considered the hotter hand, and that's what they're going with. We saw that with the splits last week. De Mercado probably gets another week as the running back for Arizona with James Conner coming back likely in Week Ten. Not a lot of running backs I love here, Meg. Who do you like? That is an issue for me as well. There's not. And usually on a slate, there's one or two where I'm like, like last week, Brees Hall have to get him in, you know, my lineup. So he was a priority for me and that worked. I'm not seeing that this week. I mean, again, you can make a strong case for all the guys at the top. You mentioned everything about Kamara Barkley. We saw how Gibbs ran all over that Vegas defense. So obviously I think he's in play. So, you know, definitely like those guys at the top, but I think I'm going to be gravitating more to that mid range um, and, and kind of going down to some of those, those cheaper options, like you mentioned, you know, whether it's Hubbard or Mondre Stevenson against Washington. Um, and then, you know, I do want to really pay attention to the Colts situation. I'm very interested in one of those one, th- those running backs, whoever kind of um, certainly if, if JT's out, then I'd be interested in Moss. If JT's in, I might be interested in Taylor. So I really want to monitor that. And then in that mid range, I really think oh, an interesting way to approach the Dallas Eagles game could be from the rushing side. One yeah. way that could prevent you wanting to stack Dak or Hertz would be if Pollard and or Swift went off, right? So I mm-hmm. think that's a really interesting way to approach the mid-range of the running backs. And I'm guessing they'll come lower own because the passing game will be higher. Yeah, and for the record, you could play DeAndre Swift and still sure. play A.J. Brown. Or you sure. could play Tony Pollard and still play CeeDee Lamb or, or Michael Gallup or whoever you want to take a chance on, Jake Ferguson, uh, Brandon Cooks. All of that's in play because like, there's going to be pieces in that game that score. You just have to... Yeah, especially in tournaments, you you have to at least try to. You don't have, you don't have to force it, but you have to try to find the ones that maybe not everybody else is on. So Tony Pollard, DeAndre Swift, uh, certainly makes sense. I'll I'll give a shout out before we get to receivers. I'll give a shout out to Josh Jacobs at home against the Giants. I expect the Vegas Raiders to be much better at home. And for the record, I thought Jacobs looked pretty good. Listen, he's mm-hmm. not a guy that's going to get to the edge and like for a house call. I'm, by the way, I'm not sure Tony Pollard is that guy anymore either. Unfortunately, after his surgery last year, hopefully I'm wrong there. But Josh Jacobs ate a ton of yards, and if the game script didn't get away from Vegas last night on Monday Night Football, I really could have seen him rushing for 80 or 90 yards, and we know he's getting receptions. Anytime Jimmy Garoppolo gets a pass rush, he completely freaks out. So I think a lot of dump downs are in order, especially with that Giants pass rush. Two guys like Josh Jacobs. like It just it wasn't hitting for Devontae. It wasn't hitting for Jacoby Myers yesterday. I could see Josh Jacobs being the beneficiary of, of a lot of dump downs in that game. So Probably a relatively unpopular play uh, that I like there. I, I think we should mention Gus Edwards, Meg, because you've been on him so much this year. He, mm-hmm. he crushed it last week. I don't know that I love him here against Seattle, but then again, 5900 is a pretty good price. Are you in or out on Gus Edwards? 
I'm still in on Gus Edwards. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's getting still getting that volume. It paid off last week. You know, I, I think because his price went up, that'll probably drop his ownership, I'm guessing. So, yeah, I'm still interested in Edwards. And I'll mention Bijan Robinson, too. Um, you know, he kind of I think he got there with one touchdown last week, I believe. But I do. I have some a little bit of interest him in him at six point one K. Yeah, and I, I can't stress it enough. If for some reason Jonathan Taylor is out this week, and I'm really I'm speculating right. by even posing that question, Zach Moss at 5,800 at Carolina is just like an obvious, obvious play, uh, especially in cash games. Like, so Zach Moss, Alvin Kamara, start your cash games there. Um, and then maybe build around the Eagles or the Cowboys and, and go from there. Speaking of the Eagles and Cowboys, we're going to get to receivers. But before we do that, let's hear a message from one of our partners. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So uh, there's a question from uh, Uwe2K. I, I like such a weird uh, screen name. I don't know. I, I don't mean to be disrespectful. I just don't know how to pronounce it. So like, I don't know what you're going for with the EWE2K. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm probably missing something there. Uh, but the point is, he says, I like Ford this week. I like Ford this week, too. I actually just mentioned him. Um, I think that's a good play. Listen, he is going to split with uh, with Kareem Hunt potentially. But but I still th- I still see him as sort of like, the 1A to Kareem Hunt's 1B. And in a positive game script, listen, I think Cleveland could blow out Arizona, especially if Clayton Toon is going to be the starter, which I actually expect to be the case for Arizona. So um, I think Ford is, is a fine place, especially at his price. So, um, And by the way, you asked what's the, the split with JT and Moss. It's hard to say because JT didn't play much in the second half. If JT is healthy, I think we're looking at 65-35, 60-40, which is great for Jonathan Taylor. Um, but because of what happened in the second half, we just can't be very sure. So we'll just have to wait this week and, and find out. But uh, let's skip over to the wide receivers. Uh, listen, A.J. Brown, he's good. Uh, we watched him take down our commanders. Listen, he was blanketed on most of the coverage, and he still came down with it. He's just uh, unbelievable. Kind of reminds me of Calvin Johnson in a way where you just mm-hmm. throw him the ball and he finds a way to manufacture a catch. I uh, really like him at 8,600. I think you could go down to Devontae Smith if you wanted to there and try to get tricky. We know he got a touchdown last week too, but A.J. Brown is that dude in big games. He just is. And even though the Cowboys' defense is pretty formidable, he is going to get force-fed the ball. Uh, Cooper Cup, I'm not a big fan of because I don't think Matt Stafford's going to play. C.D. Lamb at 8,200, I certainly like that. Um, I'm not going to be in on Nakua for the same reasons as Cooper Cup. Uh, I'm not going to be on an Adam Thielen in that price. Um, at the top, that's really all I like, Meg. Who do you like up here? Same. I um, am very interested in the alpha wide receivers in that high total game. You talked about A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb. And then for me, probably not as much interest in Devonta Smith. I'll probably go down to I'd be willing to take shots at Brandon Cooks just because, like you said, he doesn't yeah. get as many targets, but he does a lot with them. So, yeah, at the top, it's really going to be the guys from that game mostly. 
Yeah, I, I think it's so easy to get, especially the way c- construction works and how you can kind of pay down a little bit for running back. Uh, I, I think you can get A.J. Brown and C.D. Lamb in your lineups if that's mm-hmm. what you want to do. Right. Um, I also think it you could drop down to Devontae Smith or play them both in a Jalen Hurts stack. I think that's po- like that's really expensive, but it's certainly possible this week, uh, in my opinion. Um, as we scroll down here, Nothing sticking out to me other than Chris Olave at 6,300. Listen, you're either going to get the bad Derek Carr experience and the bad game script, or you're going to get a really good one. And so I think when you get the really good one, you can kind of lean on Derek Carr. Like I think a Derek Carr, Kamara, Olave stack is very much in play. You can maybe swap one of those out and go with Shahid. But I, I think Olave is somebody I might want to take a chance on. I'm not, I'm not going to be necessarily like, all in on him. But again, against Chicago in a dome environment, it makes some sense to me. Jordan Addison, unfortunately, um, no Kirk Cousins. So I'm just not going to go there. Uh, DJ Moore is at least interesting with Bajan at quarterback. I think that's what's going to happen. Zay Flowers in a bounce back spot against Seattle. Um, I like that quite a bit because his price really isn't moving. It's always kind of been in that 5,500-ish range, only 5,700 this week. How about the mid-tier, Meg? Anybody I mentioned or anybody you like here? I like the guys you mentioned, but I actually love the mid-tier this week because, as I mentioned, I only really like those two alphas from the high total game. So maybe I only grab one of them and a few of these mid-tier guys. And to list them off kind of – it, it in no particular order. Um, I like Flowers. I like the both Seattle receivers, but especially Lockett. I like McLaurin mm-hmm. and then and Dotson. If you want to save money in that Washington game, I talked about how in the high pass rate. I like Josh Downs. If you want to attach him to Minshew or that game, um, you have Christian Watson, whose price keeps plummeting. No, we don't love Jordan Love as a quarterback, but Christian Watson at the price he's at is you know something i'd say to consider so i'd say there's a lot in the mid-range and i could see me playing at least two or three in this mid-range yeah i like it too Um, as far as the bottom range i don't know if there's any sort of like uh cheap guys that you haven't mentioned yet but i do want to bring up a couple guys that Mm -hmm. we brought up a lot last week and they they pretty much i mean like they did okay uh well at least demario douglas he did okay i don't think we saw fire emojis next to demario douglas but We've got a lot of injuries to consider uh, with the New England Patriots. I don't know that Devontae Parker is going to play next week with his concussion. Uh, There were other injuries, obviously, to Kendrick Bourne as well. I kind of think DeMario is like the guy uh, on this team. So he's a guy I'm definitely going to be fitting into lineups against Washington of all teams. It certainly makes sense. Uh, Michael Gallup still remains cheap. I think he's a guy that you can take a chance on at 3,600 as well. Um, So there's some guys down here that, again, allow you to fit in those like heavy stacks and and still fit in like Alvin Kamara and 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 um maybe some you know middling or, or middle tier running backs. So uh, again, I think lineup construction is really easy. You just have to take your stand somewhere. Any cheap wide receivers we didn't mention, Meg. I agree with you on Douglas. I think that is key against the Washington defense to attack that. Don't mind Gallup. Again, I'd probably prefer going up to Cooks in that situation. And then I will add Juju Smith-Schuster. They weren't playing him, but they now they just might have to play him because they don't have a choice if um, well, Bourne is out and then um, if Parker is out with the concussion. So they might yeah. not have a choice, and he might have to be out there, and he's 3.1K. So And again, going against Washington defense. So I will throw that out there as like an ultra cheapie in, in, against the secondary that you want to target. Yeah, and for the record, and I'm looking at the weather here, it's going to be pretty nice weather. Again, it's Tuesday, so we'll like maybe this prediction, but it looks like it's going to be like 55, 60 degrees. 
What if I told you imaginary friends are real? This is just so exciting. This Friday, get ready for the movie event with the greatest cast you've ever imagined. Showtime. Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Kaylee Fleming, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Louis Gossett Jr., Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, George Clooney, Maya Rudolph, Bradley Cooper, Sebastian Maniscalco, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Aquafina, Keegan-Michael Key, and Steve Carell. I need to throw up or I need a snack. It's one of the two. Gross. If. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Written and directed by John Krasinski. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. A very slight chance of rain, so likely no rain. Winds in the 10 to 15 miles per hour, which really shouldn't affect anything. Listen, if you wanted to get really crazy, Meg pointed out Sam Howell and pass rate over expectation. I mean, a, a Sam Howell stack, uh, I wouldn't do a Mac Jones, but, but but a Sam Howell stack with Demario Douglas and let's say Ramondi Stevenson on the way back. Like if that game shoots out, like you're sitting, you're sitting pretty there. So again, there's also injuries on the the Washington side. I don't think Curtis Samuel is going to play. So Dotson's been ste- mm-hmm. stepping up. He's got seven plus targets over the last two weeks. Obviously, Terry McLaurin in play. I believe he's fifty six hundred. And by the way, Demario is four thousand. I don't think I mentioned his price. All right. Well, listen, we're going to take another break, and then we're going to hit tight ends. And I'll, uh, Meg, I'll let you lead off with that, and then we'll look at a couple lineups, and we'll be out of here. So uh, before we do any of that, let's hear a message from our partners. So, ooh, we asks, and that's how you pronounce it. Thank you for actually <laughs> explaining that in the chat. I really do appreciate that. He says, thoughts on Houston wide receivers. Before we get to tight ends, Meg, I, I like a bounce back spot for Houston. I thought the game plan was just ridiculous last week against Carolina, just forcing Damian Pierce and, and Devin Singletary into one-yard gains on first and second down and then getting Stroud in third and long. Hopefully they'll be a little bit more dynamic this week and just let CJ Stroud sling it. So you still have Nico Collins and Tank Dell that are suppressed prices. You have a dome environment, so that's always very good. And you're playing Tampa, like, they might push Houston a little bit. Their, their defense is certainly vulnerable, especially in the passing game, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, I don't mind the I don't mind the Houston stack at all. Again, take your stand, have a couple stacks that are weird, maybe have one stack that is not weird, and just see what happens there. Um, this is the week to do that. All right, let's bring up tight ends before we look at a couple of lineups. Uh, Meg, anything you're liking here sort of at the top of the board? I mean, obviously at the top of the board, you know, with Kelsey off of the slate, then, you know, and Laporta, who's, who's my guy, Laporta, yeah. um, is, uh, yeah, because he, yeah, he's on by this week. So mm-hmm. Mark Andrews obviously stands out at the top, of course, if you're going to spend up a tight end. I don't see myself spending up um, in this situation. I think they're, I kind of like that mid-tier build that we talked about with maybe one or two alphas. So I don't know that I'll get there, but of course, Mark Andrews is the guy at the top you want to target. I, I do like Goddard in that high total game. I think he's for absolutely in play. And then there's several down low that I like. I would, of course, go to back to Jake Ferguson, who got a touchdown last week, again, in that Dallas Philly game. And then, of course, we got to go back to McBride. I mean, the volume is there, and he came through last week in a major way. His price went up slightly, but I still think that's absolutely a a great price for him. So I'd say McBride, Hunter Henry, Logan Thomas, you could even go back to Michael Mayer, all got, excuse me, tight ends in that, you know, 3.7 and and to 2.8 range where if you're looking to spend down. 
Yeah, I like all that. Listen, we we had some good calls last week. There have been plenty of weeks where you know our stacks have crashed and burned. Our, our low our low price options ha- haven't been great. But you know McBride, listen, I, I think everybody was on McBride. I don't want to take too much credit for that, but some of these cheaper guys are, are really coming through, especially at the tight end position. Uh, Dalton Schultz, forty two hundred in a bounce back spot potentially. Probably a little too expensive considering, like, I think Komet is actually a pretty good option at New Orleans in a trailing game script if Bajent is the quarterback. What we know about Bajent is the air yards are very low for him. He is a short area passer, efficiency passer, which is why I had his over completions 18 and a half uh, just a couple nights ago, which I put out on the early edge and sports line. So I think Komet's going to gobble up a lot of receptions. He caught 10 of 10 balls last week, so don't forget that. Trey McBride at 3,700. The one watch out there, he's playing Cleveland, which isn't a good matchup. But also, Clayton Toon's probably the quarterback, so we don't know exactly what Clayton Toon's going to do in terms of who he targets and what that split is going to be uh, from a target share standpoint. So, uh, But I do like a lot of those guys. Jake Ferguson, of course, as well. Um, that, that's a really good piece to get at, at a flat 4K uh, in that game. Logan Thomas at 3,500. All he does is produce when he's healthy, so I don't mind that at all. All right. I think it's time to bring up – let's bring up the big winner. Uh, let's bring up Game Changer Nick and his lineup uh, again – I'll say it for the last time. I've tweeted it out twice. I really apologize, everybody. I mean, I genuinely do for making that contest a winner-take-all contest. Of course, Game Changer Nick, he didn't mind at all. He won about 900 bucks. Um, but uh, I, I've already set up the contest. It's in the chat. It's in the YouTube description and the podcast description. And long story short, top 20 get paid. So, again, sorry about that. Uh, here's what he had, 202.76 points. Dak Prescott, listen, Mike McClure was all over that. Dak Prescott to CeeDee Lamb, and he double he double stacked it with uh, Jake Ferguson, and he, he double tight-ended it, too, with Trey McBride. So, again, these two tight-end sets have really been working uh, the last few weeks, and uh, game-changer Nick absolutely hit it there. Kamara, Brees Hall, those were sort of the chalky running backs we talked about. Jamar Chase, the chalky receiver we talked about. Nico Collins didn't do Nick any favors. Falcons defense didn't do him any favors, but he hit everything else. And while this lineup looks chalky, I have to stress to everybody, well, guess what? This is only a 200-person contest. So you can like get away with the chalky builds as long as they all hit. So um, this worked out really, really well for him. Really good lineup from uh, Game Changer Nick. Let's pull up my lineup real quick. This one is one I placed. I don't even think it was my highest scoring lineup. Uh, not that I had a great week. To be honest, I was so all in on Lamar Jackson, Meg, that – I was actually shocked that I got like 60% of my money back because I had so many Lamar Jackson's A flowers. And listen, you're either going to go down. I was way overweight. I was either going to go down with the ship or or I was going to be great. And it turns out I wasn't very great, but I had enough Joe Burrow. Um, and in my, in my afternoon slates, I, I had a few things going for me that weren't um, Lamar Jackson related. But listen, Joe Burrow, I, I was in on that because it was $6,000 price. I had him to Jamar Chase, obviously CMC in there, Brees Hall. Tank Dell didn't do me any favors. Demario Douglas was just okay, but he allowed me to do a lot at 3,300. I had Trey McBride. I had Alvin Kamara, and I had the Vikings defense, which I love. The one thing I, I want to note with this, and this was in the PME, if I didn't already say that, go ahead and sign up for that contest too. It's 15 bucks, but there's no rake. Uh, the Pat Mayo uh, contest is, is really solid. Uh, but what I wanted to point out here is this was the one stack where I didn't have Zay Flowers and Lamar Jackson. And what that allowed me to do was paid down for well, what paying down for Joe Burrow allowed me to do was to get CMC in my lineup. So a lot of people would have had a similar lineup, but they probably would have had like Isaiah Pacheco in there. And don't get me wrong, I liked Isaiah Pacheco too. But because I had a couple pay down options with Trey McBride, Demario Douglas, and Joe Burrow, it allowed me to pay up for Christian McCaffrey and get that sort of top tier running back. So again, if you can pay down for quarterback and your stack to some degree, whether it's at the quarterback or the wide receiver position, in this case, the quarterback. 
you can pay down for him and that hits, you're in really good shape because you stack so many dominant guys up top. In this case, Christian McCaffrey and Jamar Chase. Uh, and I guess Alvin Kamara. Um, Meg, what do you think of this lineup? Yeah, I love that lineup. Obviously, it was very correlated in that Cincinnati-San Francisco game. And like you say, if the said, if if you hit that um, kind of cheaper stack, you are really set up. Uh, you're setting yourself up well. So I like that lineup a lot. All right. Well, Meg, let's hit some cheaper stacks this week and maybe an expensive stack too. Let's go in on like two or three, maybe maybe a Jack Prescott one, maybe a Jalen Hurts one, and then two small-time ones, cheap ones that really get us there. I think that's the way to go this week. Uh, this week, Have a little of that Dallas game and have a little of a game that you really want to take a stand on. We're taking a stand on getting out of here. Meg, thank you so much. We'll see you next Tuesday, of course. And Absolutely. you'll see us for our game-by-game preview. It's me and Mike McClure on Fantasy Football today, DFS Friday at 11 o'clock. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you next time. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.